Hello, Street Fighters. Welcome to the show. We're taking your calls. It's Sunday night, time for a Street Fight call-in show. As always, that number to dial is 614-655-3887. And you can hear us on WCRS LP FM here in Columbus, Ohio, 92.7 or 98.3. If you're inside 270, the outer belt here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Excuse me. I started early. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We have been doing the show for 10 years now. Continue to spread this mess across the U.S. And we'll be getting back on the road very soon. Uh, if you want to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash Radio. And that way we won't try to sell you any mattresses or uh, pube shavers or any sort of uh, ring doorbells. We're not going to do any of that because we are all listener supported. People like you go to patreon.com slash radio and sign up for that bonus content. Shocktober 3 is wrapping up. Uh, the Man Cow episode is out. Uh, we're moving into the grab bag season and then on to bigger and better premium episodes. So if you want to hear all of that, head to patreon.com slash radio. For just $5 a month, you can get access today to Shocktober 1, 2, and 3. Uh, how are you doing, Brian? Great. I'm doing really good. I'm I do have some it. ideas. I do have some ideas for the next real mini series. But yeah, yeah. Like Brett said, I'm going to do a Holy Boys. I'm going to do a Butt Fest. I'm going to do a few other things. Uh Probably get a heat of Brian in there somehow. I don't know yet. We, we have to rethink that because uh, we don't have access to the real sex anymore. But I mean, that's that's not a big deal. There there are a million other things we could do. You know, right. there. I mean, obviously, there's got to be several sex instructional videos, right? I think there's a few out there. I've never seen one in my life, but uh. You know, I talked about it on the uh, on uh, Heat O'Brien series, but I do have a sex board game, but I'm not going to play that. You want to play the sex the board air. game? You don't. You don't want to play with me. You want to play the sex board game with me? I'll like nibble your ear for thirty seconds, <laughs> <laughs> platonically. Spin the wheel, fucking. You're nibbling. <laughs> it's like nibble on your ear, and then you spin the wheel again, and it's like suck a titty. But I don't even think it got to titties or anything like that. Like it never got super like dirty or anything. It was a pretty clean sex board game. Yeah, I it was got. just a jumping off point. I kept thinking. I was thinking all fucking like. Thinking the other day, I was out and uh walking and i was thinking uh, i was listening to something where they were talking about gummies and uh i started thinking about edible underwear uh-huh and just like has anybody ever like for a shoot done the edible underwear because i have actually looked at pictures of the edible underwear and they they look ridiculous i, I don't think i've ever seen them on somebody but it's like you put on a fruit roll up. It's like just a fruit roll up yeah, shaped they like underwear. And it's like a, the most, I can't think of anything like less sexy, I guess. Well, I mean, it's good for energy. A good boost of like uh, fructose, some, some fruit syrup, some fruit sugar will get you going. That's just what you need to be munching on 
<laughs> a fruit, eating a fruit roll up out of your lover's crotch. Wouldn't it? If they had the tropical fruit roll-ups, I probably would like get way into that sexually because I love those tropical fruit roll-ups. <laughs> the ones that are like yellow and green. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 That might actually get me. If they had, yeah. If they had a Starburst flavored one. Yeah. I would definitely pause. I would take a pause or like, oh, let's have some Starburst before we get started. <laughs> the one I'm looking at is a candy G string. It's kind of like the candy necklace. So this one is uh, more had does have an elastic band, so it stays on. But you're also like biting hard candy off of someone's pubes. No. Uh, you know, somebody's into it, I'm sure. Um, some of this stuff kind of gets into the way, my favorite part of sex. This, the eating has never been my favorite part of sex. The no. eating food. There's some good aspects. You can add some sensual stuff, but like if we're naked, uh, yeah, the food we can pause on the snacks. Not hungry. <laughs> like, not hungry, not right, hungry now. right now. I'm hungry yeah. for something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking eating a loaf of bread while you're having sex sounds. Yeah. I mean, actually, I'm, that sounds hot to me. But really? Like an Italian loaf? Just fucking <laughs> gnawing on it? <laughs> or like a baguette? Okay. Yeah. I, I get it. I mean, it's some mouth sensation. It's a pleasurable mouth feel. And it certainly taste. is. It certainly is. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, you know, things are, uh, I've had a, cool weekend i guess you know oh, yeah. the weather is almost perfect i think for guys like me not yeah not for guys like me because i'm a hot body gentleman so when it's you know 56 degrees i mean impossible to dress for for oh, sure it's awful yeah i have to have yeah. like base layers in the car and like secret just clothes stuck everywhere a bag full of clothes ready to go yeah because i like put on a base layer today and a long sleeve t-shirt and i was like that's probably perfect and then as i got moving you fucked up you're fucking sweating my nuts off yeah had to fucking go i well i just took the base layer off and threw it in my backpack but like i was just like i was so hot and every day now i leave my house and then and then walk around the block and then come back and put on the appropriate clothes because it's impossible to fucking know until you're moving that's why the fall is like my i don't like the fall so at much, all so much fucking laundry yes yes laundry too laundry and and i just for me it's like spring and summer are just the only time of year that are good and like i just i can't deal with the other seasons so I uh I'm I'm punting it down the road though. It's like a little warmer this week, but but the sun's been out and I think I even have a sunburn because I yeah when it's chillier outside, I don't put a sunscreen on. And I've been been like forcing myself to hydrate, which is like the new that's like the new thing, right? Not like new, new, but like people buying those massive enormous fucking water bottles that is like uh you know you're doing great after you've drank like three milk cartons of water <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> like i'm trying to like keep because like i dehydrate a lot during the winter and the fall because it's not super hot and i'm not sweating all over the place so i don't think to drink i never think to drink ever I don't know why. 
I don't know why we have to drink to stay alive, yet we have to force ourselves to drink enough to stay alive. It's the oddest thing. You know, well, what's the deal with that? Yeah, um, I, I would say I'm bad about it, but I do just uh, get it all in because of how absent-minded I am. Like, I will just start, I will start, like, sipping a glass of water, and I'm like, no, chug it all right now. <laughs> do, not, do not sip on this 16 ounces of water for the whole afternoon. So smart. That is actually, Knock back. Like, yeah, that's super smart to, like, just every time you have it, you just fucking go nuts on it. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just going to fucking drink the whole thing right now. That is probably the prime way to fucking do it. Do it so, until you choke on it. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, for sure. You, you, you happen to uh, go anywhere or do anything? I don't fucking happen to go anywhere or do anything ever. I you watched do a it. movie. I watched a movie yesterday. Uh, the Harder They Fall. Oh, yeah. I watched that. Wait. Oh, no. I was thinking The Harder They Come. Or the harder they come, whichever one. It, it's the new Western. It's a Western. No, the harder they come is the old Jimmy Cliff, like Jamaican crime movie. No, you should watch that this, movie too. You would like that. I should. This is a movie about, uh, uh, it's a Western. It's a black Western, really. Okay. It's, it's like the whole thing about it. But it's, it's pretty good, you know? It's, it, it was uh, okay. It's very violent. I, I kind of dug the like, Using the blood like sp splatter, I kind of enjoy, but it's just like a classic Western. It, it looks like like a spaghetti Western, uh, which I, I love those fucking movies so much. Like uh, uh, the for a few dollars more fistful of dollars and uh, the other cowboy movie, the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> I love cowboy movies. I just like cowboys. I wish I was a cowboy. You would be the um, worst cowboy. Oh, my God. So much complaining. That's true. That's true. It's hard life. I did. I, go ahead, Brett. Oh, uh, I was going to say, um, I do recommend you leave the house and do something. You should take your wife on a date. You should take her out. We're to doing eat. that. We're doing that to next week. Yeah, we're talking about it. We're, we're, we're going to figure out a date next week because we, we've already decided. Yeah, because I was thinking about it and like I went to the theater to go see Young Frankenstein, the musical. Uh and I was like, I have seen more movies in theaters this year than I did in the entire 2019. Oh, like, yeah? I've seen more movies and more concerts than I did in 2019. So I'm pretty confident the vaccine is doing just fine. And I've also eaten bare face quite a bit. Now, I am like a super stickler about the mask. Like, if I walk into a place and they're like, oh, nobody's wearing masks in here and, like, other people I'm with take their mask off, like, I'll still keep mine on. Like, I don't care. I'll yeah. still wear mine. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, I would say do not let the weather get you down. Go eat at a restaurant and get out of there. You're going to be fine. Yeah, we're talking about it. Uh, uh, we already are talking about that uh, going out on a date. Not next. Well, maybe next Friday because full gear is Saturday and. I'm doing like a little full gear thing over here, but uh, I did. Do we do we have calls? Should we solicit calls? Where we are have we calls? calls? We got we calls. calls. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's stop. Let's not do this. I want to show the listeners something I picked up. Uh, it's probably something you all thought I should have picked up a long effing time ago, right? Uh, an employment application for Smoothie King. Oh, fun! And uh, Wednesday. I guess Wednesday we'll read through the the uh, 
preliminary questions, Brett. They're there's, very interesting. Those are especially heinous. I don't know. I mean, I'll just ask you the first question because I, this is what made me pick it up is the first question, uh, which is a question that cannot be answered. No human can answer this question. Okay. There's nobody on the planet. What is your availability for the next 12 months? Woof. <laughs> Who knows, man? An airplane could, fly, could fall out of the sky. Literally, nobody knows what their availability is for three weeks. Three weeks out, you're like, I don't fucking know, man. I like maybe, I guess it's Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll probably meet up somewhere and eat like turkey or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know what my availability. I don't know what my availability is tomorrow. Really, I for me personally, availability is a day to day situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I make that decision when I wake up that day. That makes, I mean, that is, that is the only way to really, to really honor how you really feel. If you cause like you're available, but are you fully available? You know, no. like, yeah, like my time is open, but I'm not available to receive orders from a boss right now. <laughs> I'm not available to wait on somebody to get no tips. Fucking Smoothie King is a wild ass place, man. Because you know, you go in there, you order a smoothie, you think, okay, Ugh. I'm gonna get myself a nice little smoothie. And then nope. they tell you it's $13, and you're like, that's the craziest price I've ever heard for anything to drink. Yeah, the one near you also, um, the same person that takes your order makes the smoothies usually. And I don't know if they like grind up everything with a fucking mortar and pestle, but you usually gotta wait a hefty 15 minutes for your fucking smoothie. I mean, they oh. can make a whole fucking meal. I order ahead on that and just run in and pick it up. Smart. It's perfect. Smart. But like, yeah, smooth, Smoothie King. They have an interesting set of preliminary questions. I do want to say, again, no one knows what their availability is for 12 months. That is like such an unrealistic expectation for anybody to have. And like, if you ask the person who made the job application, what their availability is for the next 12 months, they like also wouldn't know, but they're people who probably work a, like nine to five or eight to four in, in the office building, the corporate office of Smoothie King, you know, like where people have like just the same hours every week. So they're like, oh, yeah, my availability is like eight to four Monday through Friday. And it's like, Motherfucker. yeah, <laughs> there got to be something else. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, coming Wednesday, we will read a fucking job application. Hey, get a freaking job, you bums, is what I say. Yeah, I'm I'm contemplating. I'm definitely contemplating getting a job um, just because it seems super funny. And it's also worth it now. Like the numbers they're putting up are just fucking ridiculous. $18 an hour and shit at some point. Oh, they're putting some numbers up. They are putting tight numbers up. But your availability is not great. I have a terrible availability. Fast food. <laughs> no, I have a terrible availability. That's why I would do it for one week or something just to get like... Just to feel, sense. just to feel it again, just to feel like what it's like. I kind of just want to get treated bad and uh, make a friend, someone that seems like going to be like my lifelong friend. And then I never see him again, you know, something shit like that. Yeah, that is a good point. 
Uh, somebody wants a count uh, uh, on my food app, food place apps. I don't have a lot. I uh, just Starbucks and then the regular apps that everybody orders food with and Donato's and uh, Bren's Pizza and Five Guys and Whole Foods. What? And uh, also that, I mean, that Slice, which is an app just for ordering pizzas and Chipotle. <laughs> And also, uh, it's just one I, you, you said, I think is when you started, you said just, just one or two, okay. just the regular ones. I just, just get a, the regular ones. A couple. Yeah. yeah. Just the, the regular, the ones everybody fucking has. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's not that many really in the grand scheme of things. But when you think about how many are involved in, in Uber Eats and Grubhub, that's, and DoorDash, you're you're looking at a lot. I saw some DoorDash shit the other day though. That was like a guy went to tip. No, that it was DoorDash. It was the drinking one, the liquor one. Do you know the There's liquor lick- drizzly? No. Okay, so there is a liquor delivery service that I believe is owned by DoorDash. Okay, and this guy ordered like over a hundred dollars worth of booze. And it was being delivered on a bike as though he tipped the guy like, I don't know, like 25 bucks, I guess, for the example here is for 25 bucks. Guy pulls up on his bike. He meets him out to get the uh, uh, liquor. And the guy's like, gee, I wish you would have I wish you would have tipped more. And the guy was like, I thought I I thought I tipped a, a good amount here. I'll show you. He goes to show him his phone and the guy sh- shows him his phone and it said the tip was $4. Oh shit. So they're like comparing their phones and it looked, yeah, it, so it was, it, it knocked off, you know, 20 bucks off of this guy's tip for some reason. It was very strange. Dr- Drizzly or whatever a, the liquor. Yeah. One is. It's an Uber company. Is that is it Uber? I thought it was DoorDash because they were yelling at DoorDash on uh, they were yelling at DoorDash on Twitter for it. So I don't know. Uh, That's fucked I, up. I mean, that doesn't, I know. I know. I mean, I guess how would you know? And they all use that double speak where it's just like your tip, your tip payout is, you know, they don't say like how they don't show you the math or anything. Right. And there's no way for there is no way for like there's no way for the driver or person to know what your tip was right and there's right. no way for you to know how much of your tip they got there's no cuz there's no transparency in these apps and shit like that like there's just no way to know it's the same thing when you talk about like Netflix or or any of those things. It's like, nobody knows who's watching those fucking shows. They don't release the numbers. Nobody knows what anybody's fucking watching on Netflix. They could be watching zero of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, I don't know. It's like the general public really is just that naive and, and boneheaded to think that these companies aren't lying to them. But I mean, maybe just have to ask for the Venmo or cash app. I had the the guy, uh, I called for roadside assistance and, um, this guy came pretty damn quick in the rain and he changed my fucking shit in the rain. And then I was like, what's your Venmo, man? And he just told me, and then I sent him 20 bucks, you know, <laughs> like, nice. so yeah. 
But uh, I also didn't have to pay for the service. I have roadside assistance on my phone, but it was like, I felt bad for the guy. I know he's not getting anything. They make him work in their own damn cars. They're all independent contractors. Probably get eight, got $8 for the fucking job. I know someone who really fought for that job. Like, this fucking guy goes to college for a high-performance automotive shit, right? And he gets out and he graduates. And he's like, not really qualified to do a lot, you know, like, mm. like he's qualified to work on high end cars, I guess. But like the amount of jobs, everybody I know that went to this school came out and they just work at auto parts stores. Right, right. So this dude. He goes to the school and and then like finds out about the AAA, whatever the AAA roadside assistance gimmick is. And he's like fighting and fighting to get that job. And he finally gets that job and it ends up like piecework where yeah. you aren't getting paid hardly fucking anything. You're always out in the goddamn snow towing people and stuff like that. It just ended up being like such a miserable job that this guy just started his own towing company. Yeah. Which also sounds like a miserable job but like if you own the company like i have this uncle and this is like really white trash I'm on my white trash side which is both sides but i'll just say on my white trash side uh, i have this uncle who owns a tow truck company that like literally he went he never made any real money because he turned down so many jobs. Nice. <laughs> they would just be like, I need a tow truck. And he's like, oh, we're not available. Because he's like home watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's so funny, though, man. He was like super overextended on his credit for like jet skis and trucks and fucking campers and stuff like that. Because he owns a business. Yeah. That would give him like a line of credit. But he was just like, man, I don't. Yeah, I mean, go out and tow a car. That that sounds like it sucks. For man. what? $50? I'll just eat less this week. <laughs> yeah. I'll just wear a hole in my shoes. No, actually, you know, um, the guy that did my tattoo, Evan at uh, Cyclops Tattoo, uh, I was talking to him and he was like, yeah, yeah, I bought this place. And I was like, you bought this place? And he was like, yeah, I'm technically the owner. And I was like, you own this tattoo shop? That's amazing. But he has no portfolio online or on Instagram. And I was like, what do you do, man? He's like, I just let people walk in and I do a few tattoos and I go home, you know, <laughs> like he does the minimum amount of work possible. Like he just does the, his tattoos for the day. He's not trying to set up like elaborate back pieces and win competitions and push it to the limit. He's just like, someone comes in, so they want a fucking frog. He does it. A devil, they, he does it, whatever the fuck. And then he's just goes away from it i love that attitude doing the least yeah you could make a kajillion dollars if you like just learned how to draw the block o and <laughs> Buckeye buckeye and, and columbus Col yeah you'd be the richest motherfucker if you just opened up a tattoo shop and that's the only tattoo you did if you opened up the scarlet and gray tattoo shop and that's all you fucking did you fucking you'd be elon musk in like six months it would it's incredible because I mean, everybody has Brutus Buckeye or a Blocko in this city. Like that's the tattoo that guy, the tattoo guys do here. You I know? should, I should get a Blocko for my calf just to part of my tradition. 
it is like part of where you're from. I, like the block O or Brutus Buckeye on your body tattooed is like really where you come from in this world. Yeah. Like when I lived in Texas, I noticed everyone in Texas has a tattoo of Texas on them. And I think, and I, so I got a tattoo of Texas on me when I lived there. Um, my daughter was born there too. Uh, but I think the block O is probably the best way to honor my Midwestern heritage, my Columbus heritage, really. Yeah, don't get like the fucking thing is if if you get like Ohio tattooed on you, no, like the the shape of the state or anything like that, it'll look like you're trying to be tasteful. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you want to get like a block O or a fucking Brutus Buckeye because then you're like, I'm from Ohio and this is like actually my heritage. I'm not like. I grew up in a home with a Buckeye room. Even if you didn't grow up in a home yeah. with a Buckeye room, you were fucking in several Buckeye rooms. Yep. It's been a lot of <laughs> I've time been in Buckeye. a million Buckeye, Buckeye rooms. And my aunt has a Buckeye room and then her bathroom's Michigan, done in Michigan. So you can shit where Michigan is. You know? I'm gonna get like a slash. I'm gonna get like three slashes on the back of my calf, like ripping my flesh open, and underneath it's gonna be scarlet and gray. <laughs> that that's the most that's like the kind of uh columbus guy i want to be like slashes but it's fucking like a kind of dark freddy krueger version of brutus buckeye coming oh, through there what <laughs> <laughs> like, like just the the fucking gritty reboot of brutus buckeye how many <laughs> evil brutus buckeye tattoos are there out in the world there can't None. be any there can't be any evil Brutus pictures, probably. There's crying Brutus on High Street. There is a high on on High Street. There's like a tattoo shop that has Brutus Buckeye with the earth in his hands and okay. he's crying. What? Where? You've never seen that? I'll have to get you a picture of that sometime. It's right on High Street, uh, like on North Campus. And it's the oddest thing because, like, I, I like can't figure out what they're trying to say. Like, it's like, oh, he's he's holding the whole world in his hands and he's crying for the sins of the world. Is all like what I'm looking at. Like, like he's a Jesus type figure or something. Yeah. He's the protector of the of the earth. Is he one of the old guardians? He's like one of maybe. I mean, he, yeah, he's an eternal. I mean. He is a he is a man that has a nut for a head, so he is a mythical creature. Probably some sort of Zeus type thing, where like Zeus nutted on a Buckeye tree and then it turned into a man or something. Like that happened all the time back then. There's so little lore about him. Like there's no Brutus Buckeye lore. They're just like, ah, hey, you know, it's it's a nut and it's a nut with a body. There's no lore to it. I I. Uh, maybe I just write the fucking Brutus Buckeye fucking autobiography, you know, and like uh, that self-publish. And it's another way I'll make a million dollars because people would buy the hell out of that. If it's like, how did Brutus Buckeye, you know, happen? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to I'm going to do have to do some history and figure it out. I don't think there is <laughs> an evil Brutus slicing through your legs would be the coolest thing, though. They wanted to do a deer. They wanted to do a buck deer, but they, uh, because they used to bring live animals to football games, you know, back in the old days, wheeling 60s. <laughs> um, so instead, they went with the buck eye. 
Yeah, that's not a good one. That's it's like we were gonna bring this like fucking sick twelve point buck out here, and then we couldn't, so we got this this little nut man. A fucking deer would be tight though, man. Deers can look evil, like and if you just. Dude, imagine just letting a buck run through the stands, like trying to navigate the crowd, just like tearing people apart. It'd be like a running of the bulls where that shit, that, that motherfucker would just go wild in there, kicking and stomping and rooting and shit. And you would just have to fucking stay on your toes. It'd be a game in the field and in the stands. I saw a moose. Um, I did see a moose go into a school. Ooh. At, at like last week they said nobody got hurt but like the the room was destroyed and the moose piss and shit all oh, over yeah. the room that's because, calamity yeah i would love that if something like that happened I, I i remember growing up like it was so weird because like you would i would hear stories of deer like jumping through windows and like really ruining the whole house and shit like that and i was like kind of afraid of that for a while for a period but then i figured like i've never seen a deer before i don't live where there's deer so i feel pretty safe actually. okay uh well you ready to take these calls yeah right you gotta see the new brutus from 1975 now that's a fucking evil looking motherfucker brutus 1975 yeah brutus buckeye 1975 Oh wow, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> he looks like he looks like an angry California raisin. He's pretty scary looking. Um, if you're out there, Google. He's Brutus got 1975. He's got a crazy Popeye and a real sour attitude. <laughs> he, he looks crazy. He looks like he's winking at you in a way. Like he looks like a creep old guy that winks at women, you know? Yeah. Like that guy, like that kind of guy. I, I can't wink. It's very famously. I'll look into the camera and try to wink and then everybody will laugh at me. Here it is. He definitely looks like a turd of some sort. He looks like a turd. And then also kind of like the Mac, the knife night, the moon from like the McDonald's commercial. It's a terrible look. Yeah. I wish that was this new. I, I hope we go back to that. What if they did retro? What if they did a retro, like a, a homage uh, mascot next year? And it was the 75 Buckeye. They'll never bring it back because it's too fucking disturbing looking. Like if you God. took that thing out on the field in front of kids. Yeah. They would go. Like, oh, yeah. No way. Get that thing away. Like kids are fucking afraid of Chuck E. Cheese, dude. Oh, yeah. Imagine they bring this guy to them he's like a big bullfrog ass throat and stuff that's just like this huge waddle that's hanging down looks like he could swallow you up like a fucking pelican he's he's so scary look at his neck is so big he's got a fucking huge neck it's not like his head's a nut really it's more like a weird huge neck whoever made that thing should be they probably got sued Later on, down. I, I, I need to get my hands on that, man. That thing is cool as hell. Yeah, we, that's my tattoo I'm getting. <laughs> that's, that's the tattoo. tattoo. That's yeah. the tattoo. People are like, do you have a, a, you have a winking turd tattooed on your leg? <laughs> no, that's Brutus Buckeye. <laughs> 1975. Don't if you know like anything? Bruce, 
Brutus for 1975. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking tell you. Just become a, fa- a complete fanatic about 70s Ohio State. Talk about the, them all the time and then get a tattoo of it. Just to remind <laughs> them who the, the, the history of their Brutus Buckeye. King CN, King Kami in the, in the chat said he's terrifying. And then somebody said, oh, wow, he looks like some hills have eyes shit. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, one of the scariest things I've, I could imagine. That's why our parent generations were so fucked up, man. They would just put this stuff in front of them. That's why they voted for Trump. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we explained Trump. That fucking <laughs> thing was in their faces while they were uh, uh, while they were growing up. They're like in- a shirt. If you want to inspire confidence, you need someone with a big neck waddle and, a, and an eye and a, a wink that's menacing. I'm looking at a drawing of it. Would they put the costume on? Because, like, fucking furry technology didn't exist yet back yeah. then. Like, they didn't know how to make costumes. So they basically made this terrifying looking mask. And then it's just a regular guy. Like running around Underneath. outside of it, like it's, it's got it's got guy arms and a guy body, like a regular dude body, and this fucking horrifying head. It's really one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I'm I glad we found it's it. Maybe my new Ohio heritage. I'm gonna, uh, I'm definitely, I'm gonna show it to my wife when we finish and say, hey, I'm a found my tattoo. Found a well, tattoo. I'm gonna get. He looks like least, a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, well, at least I have something to talk about with Buckeye fans now. That that's helpful. I can just <laughs> bring this up. Have you seen? Have you seen? I I've always. I mean, and you could be like a deep old school Buckeye guy now too, because you yeah. can just be like, mm, I personally prefer 1975 <laughs> Brutus. Yeah, been, I'm more into the Brutus from 1975. <laughs> All right, let's get some calls. All right, uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? This is pharmacist. Yeah. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Matt from Memphis. What's up, Matt? How's it going? Uh, going good. Uh, got uh, got a kind of street fight day today. Uh, you know, I'm stuck at a, a truck stop in uh, in Cuba, Missouri, which seems you know um, hmm. in Cuba, which is pretty dope. Uh, did some gambling today, read some DOS Capital. Uh, but, Why are you uh, stuck there? Called, this is like a trucker thing? Because, uh, yeah, I can only work, uh, I, I'm only legally allowed to work 70 hours a week. Oof. And I've worked uh, a little over 65 hours uh, this week on just trying to get shit where, uh, my company is telling me to get shit. And I think, I think like the past six days, other than, you know, today I had off, uh, in six days, I drove like 3,200 miles. You okay. know, like nine, 10 hour days. And, uh, I guess I, I just wanted to sort of vent about, uh, the trucking industry in general, you know, I just, uh, I started out, 
uh, driving about a month ago. Uh, and, you know, I, I remember calling y'all up uh, when I was just starting trucker school and everything. But uh, now uh, the, the honeymoon of, oh, man, you're going you're gonna to make so much money uh, and, and you're going you're gonna to love everything about this job has, has worn off a little bit. Like the, the first thing uh, that really caught my eye was uh, I got sent the company manual and uh, I uh, I just out of curiosity searched for the word union, and uh, oh. under union policy in big capital letters it says we are union free. <laughs> Our drivers are union free. It is certainly the company's desire that we will always stay that way. <laughs> so it's like oh. <laughs> That is like, though, the thing about that, Matt, though, is like, I'm going to say this. Every job I've ever had has has had like that line. Me and Brett just covered the Dollar General Union unionization effort in Maine, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, very they they have that in their manual, too. I, I think that I mean. I think that's a fairly standard thing in manuals. It don't mean you, I think trucking sounds like a, a, um, what's the word? Like a, a more complicated union to make because you are disconnected from your, oh, your sure. fellow workers in a way, unless you're meeting up with them at truck stops and stuff. I, I don't know what, when I was a kid, uh, I used to have to go to Oklahoma and Kansas. Well, I did it twice. I had to go to Oklahoma and Kansas to visit my mother. And uh, my, my, my stepdad was a truck driver for a period of time, not, not for a super long time or anything like that. And um, he, he, we would stop at truck stops and he would know everybody at the truck stop. Not everybody, but like, people would straight up be like, what's up, Ken? And he'd be like, Hey, Becky or, or whatever the person's name is. That's, that's like working there. And, uh, uh, so maybe there is a chance to build a sort of solidarity plus the internet exists, but like, it seems like a uniquely difficult industry to unionize to me. For, for sure. And like, what, one thing I am kind of kicking myself about uh, now that I'm starting out, uh, I'm I'm kind of on the hook with this company for um, a year. Uh, my my starting pay is thirty cents a mile, um, and I remembered after I graduated from trucker school, talked to a, a buddy of mine uh, back home in the Teamsters. And he was like, "You're making what?" Oh shit, man! I you should talk to me, dumbass. The union would have paid for your school, and you'd be making like eighty grand, not driving sixty hours a week. Uh, Whoa! If, if uh, you know you you'd started out with uh, with a union gig, and and so that's something I'm I'm going to be looking into down the road. But uh, you know, I I kind of have thought about the question of like so how do you go about 
organizing such an atomized industry as, as the trucking industry. And, and one thing I, I've thought about doing that, that might be, uh, might be a little harebrained, but I think I can get away with it is, uh, so I, after seeing the union stuff in the company manual, I got thinking, uh, you know what? I, I want to read more about this trucking industry stuff. And then just like a, a random article, I saw that uh, the company that I'm working for, or I think it might even been a podcast, uh, but the company I'm working for in 2020 settled a lawsuit for like $16 million over uh, not paying some of their employees the federal minimum wage. Oh, God. <laughs> Of course. So I I got thinking, you know, what if like next time I I, uh, I get back home, I I make some copies of uh, you know the the page describing their non-union policy, and I make some copies of the summary of this uh, this lawsuit settlement. I just put those side by side in the driver's lounge of uh of of the 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 company uh yards I had along my route and just uh you know kind of, kind of let people draw their own conclusions a little bit. But yeah. uh I I guess I, I guess mean, another are thing there mine, groups? Uh, are are there trucker groups like on Facebook and shit like that? Like, yeah, I'm sort of thing. I'm in a pretty big one called Leftist Trucker Collective. Um, and, and I guess, like, potentially, you know, I, I could reach out to people there, but on there, a lot of folks are kind of reticent to uh disclose what company they're working for, uh, worrying about retaliations and then other folks are uh owner operators they either uh lease or or own their own truck and so that would take like a an industry-wide union which would be rad but uh we're just uh we're just not really there yet uh probably a few conservatives in the trucking industry i would guess like one or two yeah. conservatives, you know, <laughs> having been in a truck stop, having been in a few truck stops in my day, <laughs> maybe that's what we have to do. You know, me and Brett and, and we, we have to manufacture just piles and piles of like junk with leftist slogans on it to sell it. Yeah. Truck stops, you know, because like really the truck stop, I love truck stop. Uh, you know, big pilot fan over here. We, you know, I, I love to go to a pilot. I mean, I personally, if I had to choose my favorite truck stops ever, they're the ones in Tennessee or, or the South, right? Where, where like they're not part of a chain. They're just have collections of weird stuff and weird people in them. Yeah. Alligator yeah. heads and, and, and their own booze and stuff like that. Peaches. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> but I love truck stops, but wow. I mean, they sell so much conservative stuff. It's like, it's a hack thing now for people to like post 
uh, pictures of all that stuff. But man, when you're in a lot of these pilot stations and flying J's, it hits you pretty. You're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not conservative shit here. There is a whole section in the truck stop I'm at uh, dedicated to uh, different uh, different styles of uh, Second Amendment hats, <laughs> which I, I'm all about the the guns. Like I, I think I think that's rad, but like the angle of 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 these hats definitely has has more of a. Uh, conservative uh reactionary uh approach to the messaging i'd say than a uh under no pretext should the workers be disarmed uh vibe right right yeah i mean it uh i mean there's this is the problem with a lot of industries where people are pitted against each other and it feels like you know um you can make a lot of money on your own if you're willing to work 70 hours or whatever, uh, people feel like they don't want to go in with other people and that it's going to mess up their thing. And they'd rather just have, uh, they'd rather just deal with, with, uh, with whatever they get, you know, but they don't realize how much they're missing out on and that they shouldn't be working like this. No one should be required to work that many hours at all ever. You know, can I, yeah, exactly. I Cause you like though? you can make good money, but like to, like I've made like a thousand dollars in a week working for this company, but like, I gotta be hitting like 60 hours to do that. Yeah. I know you're like away from your family and stuff, but is there like still a sense of adventure in it now? Or, or are you kind of over? Oh yeah. For, for sure. Like there, there's definitely like part of that vibe is still there. Um, but like at the same time, like when, when I have a crazy week, like the week I just had, uh, and like the stuff of like, I'm, I'm going to have like probably two, maybe three days home and over the course of, uh, of the, the month. And it's like, man, like, this is, uh, this is definitely some work I've put in, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but it is cool seeing a bunch of places. I, yeah. I pity Brett for having to drive in Dallas traffic though. That, that shit definitely sucks, man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Then we had a straight shot to my wife's job and then I stayed away from most of the, uh, the rush hour stuff. Totally not worth it. And there's so many fucking lanes. Yeah, it is interesting because it's like, I mean, humans have the great ability to to want and want and want a type of employment. And then when they get it, be like, I hate this type of employment. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, there's something about us having that ability, because I know that's how I would be if I got to drive a truck. And I, I like, I, you know, I've said on the show before, like, that's, that's like, you know, a different lifetime for me. That's like a dream job that, that I really wanted to do because I felt like I was going to get to see the country, but like, I was just curious about the amount of time it takes for you to be like, I don't give a fuck about the country anymore. I don't need to see it. 
Yeah, I mean, the the weird thing is for me, like, I I actually like the work. It's just like the conditions of it. I just think sh- could and should be so much better. Like, if yeah. you know, you didn't have to to work sixty plus hours a week to make sixty grand. Like, if if you had more time at home doing this job, like, especially with the whole bullshit narrative out there of, uh, oh, we got this huge trucker shortage going on right now. Uh, we got to let 18-year-olds drive these giant murder machines and, and all, all that nonsense that the industry is putting out and the press is dutifully repeating. Like, you would think if that were the case that uh, that we'd start seeing some some significant improvements on that front, but there's just such such a churn in the industry, such a rate of turnover. Some companies, it's ninety percent or more year over year because it's just it's a lot of hard work, and you know if. It's not a job that that works for a lot of people if they have family or kids and stuff. Like it kind of fits for me because I, I don't have kids or or wife or partner or anything. Um, but uh, for for a lot of people, like there there's a crazy divorce rate in this industry, and just it it can take a toll on people. Yeah, I mean it's it's extreme, and I mean it's extreme circumstances to put somebody in, uh, in like totally inhumane conditions, working hours and the pay. Like that's unacceptable. Uh, the yeah, that, like, even a thousand dollars is unfucking acceptable. Yeah. And and yeah, you're comp- you're literally like there's, like. there's not a lot of people who would agree to live at their office for like a week at a time or more. Yeah. And never have a place. Yeah. Never have a hometown bar or never have like a place where you can go and see people regularly. It's like a new place all the time. But I guess like Brian said, maybe you get to just know everybody on your routes. (laughs) Those are your new friends. I mean, when you say hometown bar though, it does strike me that like when you are out there on the road, to me, it seemed when I rode with my, um, when I, when I rode with my uncle the the one time, like it did, it didn't seem like, like you were going to be able to like go to the bar anyway, because at the end of the, like you basically, I mean, what happened with him was, I don't know what the amount of hours it is that you're allowed to work in a day, but he wanted to get home that night. So you, he couldn't even stop to go to the bathroom or anything because like he would have to pull over to the side of the road and sleep at a Uh rest area. So like, that's the other thing is like, it's not like you're, it doesn't seem to me and I might be mistaken that you get to pull into a city and kind of see what's going on in that city. You get to like drive until it's time to stop and then sleep in your truck and then drive again the next day. Right. Exactly. Like you've got, so you've got for, for a 24 hour period, you can, uh, 
you can drive for 11 hours. You can be on duty for 14 hours and, and you can't what? drive for more than eight hours without taking a 30 minute break. <laughs> All right. That should, that should do it. Yeah. That's enough to get me through the next, my next eight hour shift is just 30 minutes to, to kind of sit down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> crazy and then i mean then the, you the, have the, to the after it, you use up after you use up your uh your 11 hours of driving time uh then uh you have to have a 10 minute break before you can drive again so you got to be really cognizant of like planning okay where's where's my place i'm going to be able to stop and and take that long break so I don't wind up having to pull over on the side of the road. See, that's crazy too. It's like it's so inflexible that like basically like you could find yourself in a situation where you have to just pull over to the side of the road and sleep in your truck. <laughs> like, what a fucking Yeah, ab absolutely. People I see it all the time. I mean, it would be to me it's like I don't want people driving tired, driving huge semis tired. And I also don't think that somebody should have to work more than eight hours a day. Right. But like, I mean, I don't think somebody should have to work more than six hours a day, really, in my opinion. But For like, sure. I don't know. I guess like it's like the pushing it is really bad, but it's like there's got to be some way to route this sort of thing so that like that doesn't happen there has to be a way to make it so people aren't like driving more than eight hours at a time and shit like that like that doesn't seem impossible like there is all but use the algorithm use fucking technology and figure out like where where people can stop how to get things there efficiently i'm sure they're already doing stuff like that but like just being like hey you can drive 16 hours a day but you gotta fucking stop for 10 minutes every now and then is like a really fucking it's like a stupid way to do things and it also bakes into the job that you're gonna work 16 hours a day that like once you make a law a rule oh, yeah, like that sure. it yeah. then bakes it into the job you know absolutely yeah, and especially because, like, the majority of, of truck drivers, at least that I've talked to uh, these days, you know, not, none of us are getting paid hourly for the most part. We're getting paid per mile. So you wind up in a situation where, where there's a big traffic jam and you're, you're stuck uh, crawling along at a mile per hour through traffic for an hour then you get to say, oh, good, I made, I made 30 cents in the last hour. Awesome. Oh, I, don't, I couldn't. I would, I would melt down every day. I, would, I, <laughs> I can't do that. I would fucking melt down if I felt like, like... There's a thing with me that's like, if I feel like I'm being taken advantage of or if I'm like failing and losing the game, then I fucking shut down and have a panic <laughs> or something you know and like <laughs> i guess that's part of the I job can relate to that yeah where yeah. It's like, i just made i just made 30 fucking cents 
what the fuck? You know, and nobody <laughs> wants to let you over because you're in a truck, too. That's the other problem. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. I ain't letting you over. So... <laughs> Well, thanks for calling, Matt. It's uh, good to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome to talk with y'all. Yeah, have a good night. Appreciate it. You too. Yeah, Violent Orchid in the chat, Brett, said maybe we could use trains. And, like, I, I really love that idea. Really? Uh, I also love the idea that they would lay more train tracks so they could get to people more. But it feels like we've set up a world now that makes it nearly fucking impossible to move away from semis. Yeah, trains know? in America fucking suck. Yeah, I think at some point, though, like, you could make them better. Like, I think the point is, like, to invest in, in trains and, and also passenger trains. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing. That would be fucking great. But, like... It feels like we've set everything up so sprawled out that, like, it makes a lot of that stuff impossible, you know? No, we're not there anymore. There's no cohesion in this country. There's no camaraderie. There's no idea of, like, all of us together could do a big project. Everybody just hates the fucking government and wants it to go down in flames. So <laughs> we're not getting trains that work in America ever. Sorry, it's a pipe dream. Would love them. I, I got to say, like... You know, if you grew up in, in especially in Columbus, Ohio, uh, there is every two or three years, uh, the rumor kicks up that they're going to have a fucking bullet train to Chicago and uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And, like just a, like a nice little hub where you can get to, you know, get to Chicago in three hours or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's never going to happen, but it's like the, I would work in Chicago. <laughs> you get there in three hours. Yeah, people are buying yachts that cost the same the amount of money it would take to do that project. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And people they still are, won't give it. I once saw a timeshare on a cruise ship, which is the only timeshare I'd probably ever get. Because okay. I think it would be neat to be on like a cruise ship that like you kind of that's like more lived in, not like a, a traditional one where it's just like a mall, but it's like an apartment building that's a cruise ship with like, you know, I'm gonna play some shuffleboard, I make my own drinks, bring my own food sort of thing, like that kind of situation. I no. Who would the fuck would, what, you're going to pack all of your food to take on a cruise with you? Not all of it, some of it. Maybe there's like two, there's like two, or there's a, a chef or two on there. I don't know. I just remember reading this thing and thinking like, but I am like a transportation guy. I'm the most transportation oriented guy in the world. I want to take a luxury train trip. I want to fucking fly in a blimp. I want to, like, there's so many fucking things I want to do. By the way, Man Cow uh, did test the highest of anybody in the Bally's Corporation on the blimp flying test like sure. they wanted him to fly a blimp but he decided to go into radio instead so yeah i mean luxury train trip is a definite no for me i'd rather be doing stuff and having fun and enjoying my time instead of just clunkily eating terrible food for 10 days to get to california i it, i'm saying the the word luxury is key in that situation though you know it's there's like, no mobile food is going to be luxury 
That's a misnomer. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe you are right. I would like to do the, the train across the country. You know, I yeah. saw somebody. It's a great Twitter. way to waste $15,000. It is expensive. It's too expensive. That is true. That what were you going to say? True. Uh, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter that's walking from L.A. to uh, New York, and uh, they're doing about the same mileage that I would do. Okay. Now I'm full on want to do it really bad. Like it's 30 miles a day. And how long does it take? Uh, three months, I think, or two and a half months. It's not bad. No, no. And, and, and I mean, it would be like an incredible achievement and I'm basically doing, you know, I get up around 30 miles sometimes, not as much this year, but you know, more around a 25. Point, so. start when it's cold up here and then or like i guess if it's only three months you could do it in the fucking summer or spring you're gonna be in the desert at some point maybe yeah that's the thing i don't like the desert very much not the a desert, desert it's amazing desert's amazing um it's not great out, bro. not great for walking you have to move extremely slow all right yeah, let's get these dries you out let's, let's get these calls. calls you can bring moisturizer and 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 chapstick chapstick yeah you can suck on a sugar cube drink some water i guess hydrate as they yeah. say force yourself to drink water uh right. thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight hey it's uh max sell from diamonds podcast but uh you might remember me as the girl that got you a lot of drugs when you were in new york city allegedly yeah. allegedly yes. in new york city I will never forget you. <laughs> yeah. I think about you all of the time. And I also brag to everybody oh, I know you. that like I brag to everybody I know that like you're one of my best friends and you're like the coolest person that knows like all the New York City hardcore scene and has hookups to everybody. So you've helped well, increase my own my I, own mythos. I, I love that because like my parasocial relationship with you guys before that was so intense but i did talk about you guys like you were my best friends and uh i remember when i met you and and brett you brought the portable dab ring rig which is just like king shit i had never done dabs before and here i am like stoned out of my mind realizing that i have heard you guys talk for like you know like 50 or 60 hours at least and now i'm like very very high taking you to a 67-year-old lady's house to procure, uh, allegedly, procure OxyContin. But uh, anyway. One of the greatest experiences of my life. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even bullshitting that, like, meeting somebody in New York that can get any kind of drugs, allegedly, that you could ever want, and then also shows you around Brooklyn was one of the just fucking I brag about it to my wife all the time. I'm like, oh, you should have been there. It's like all the drugs you could ever think of. It was wonderful. <laughs> if you're to summarize New York in one way, I am happy that that is it. Um, you guys are welcome back anytime. Of course, when you when this, you know, subsides uh i have a i have a much nicer uh place you can meet me at than that that location but uh 
Anyways, we'll be I, there, uh, we'll I be there sooner in. than later, I believe. New York is high on the list of places that we want to go to. Okay, I'm glad that's the case. Um, anyways, uh, I called in tonight about something that, uh, that's, that's really sawing my dick off. And as a trans woman, I don't use that term loosely. Um, are you guys up on this BBC article? No, what is it? Let me see here. Oh, um, yeah. Can, can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, we can hear you. There's a slight delay with because we're remote and stuff. That's all. Uh, okay, so cool. It takes a I just have a tendency to. I have a tendency to talk all over people, but um, yeah. So there's this BBC article, and like, it would be one thing if it was you know just some right wing rag or like I mean, all news is, but uh, or you know some weird opinion piece that you section off, but this is. This is um, straight up the front page of the BBC News. It's about 5,000 words, and it opens with... Do you know what happened here? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, one second. I'm on the phone with somebody. It's a, it's a memorial for someone that passed away. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, guys. I'm sitting next to a, a memorial of a friend. I've actually moved out of the way. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking really wanna, for. Yeah. I, I'm looking for the piece. I cannot. I I don't see. I'm it. sending it, Brian. Well, well. So yeah, one way to do it is by uh, searching BBC trans lesbians, but that might also get you really, really different results depending on your uh, content filter settings. But um, <laughs> so this is the title of the article and and the title is it's by carolyn lowbridge which is just like sounds like a a british villain when it comes to article writing or journalism but uh the title is we're being pressured into sex by by some trans women now that quote actually doesn't appear in the article nor is this an editorial yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. This is absolutely being reported as hard news, as like news. This is not in the editorial section. And uh, it, it's not. A, what, yeah. what is, is it, is it a turf? To, uh, I, I, I'm not, I can't read the whole thing, but is it like a turf sort of thing? Yeah, the, um, I mean, even though the quote that the article is titled, titled after is not attributed to anybody or in the article, that is the general uh, statement of this article. And it is very carefully and oddly worded. Is It's, it's like a collection of a series of anecdotes um, of cis lesbian women who had been pressured into sex or felt pressured into sex by by in the article it alleges by trans women or at least it implies that yeah and like the in the, the woke left basically they're saying that like all of their friends are like you're a bigot uh if you have like if you have a general preference or you're a pervert you're a fetishist all this stuff you're a turf and then they also call it, they said they were called turfs as well and then there's also a group there's a picture of a woman in here that's like lesbian, not queer, is also like what her group, I guess. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's a great it's a great shirt. I kind of want it. (laughs) But yeah, it's basically it's suggesting that like in this day and age, like you have to go through with it. Like the the everyone's coming down on on lesbians and telling them now, you know, that they have to do this. Or that they're like, yeah, and and really what it is saying is like it is it is it is like the epitome of like sort of turf language where it's like uh uh your trans women are men trying to pressure lesbians into sex like that's what it it sounds like it says it in there it literally says that in there yeah it's like a reverse racism thing it's it's very actually careful in the wording of the article to never use the trans women or men argument, which is, you know, very intentional. It's like, you know, keeping the quiet part quiet. Um, and yes. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But um, I will say that uh, this article does contain two assaults on cis women by trans women. And that absolutely does happen just like with any other demographic. And I'm not here to denounce or reduce those accounts. I don't think any trans woman, I don't think any, any trans person is saying that, that trans people do not ha- aren't humans or do not commit like inhuman acts to be right, more yeah. specific. Sexual assault. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that is a thing. And also like, and I'm not, not to speak on these, um, the victims are for survivals or anything, but if there wasn't such a harsh narrative and like, people like this ready to jump and you know blame it on all trans women there would probably i'm no expert on this but be less of a stigma confronting these awful people and these awful things that they did but it is harder and more nuanced to talk about somebody when they're mar- to talk about a community when they're marginalized um that's the not fun part and um i i will say though in this article when quoting, and I'm not uh, trying to, this is not about the woman who is saying the quote. There's a, it's, it's in one of the paragraphs. I'm not going to read it because we don't need to do that. Everyone else can read it for themselves. But it's a woman accounting an assault and bracketed in it, which I just learned now, thanks to my co-host on the podcast, Lewis, when a, when a writer brackets something, that means they are inserting the word. So they have a quote of a survivor and every single time the pronoun is bracketed, which means either that woman was saying she or he, but it's always changed to them, which I'm not even like trying to be like this person who suffered a horrible assault was misgendering someone and they should be, you know, I'm not calling them out about that. It's just very surreal that the, the author of the article would change and redact the pronouns in a direct quote from one of the women she's trying to get her voice out of yeah it's it's yeah i mean it yeah it's it's inserting their opinion on what they think that person really is yeah well it's more trying to cover up the original statement so that they don't have anyone in the article saying trans women are men right right um even though but anyway um that's the, the really serious part, and you know, I'm, I'm, that's an unfortunate truth. But it opens with uh, with a 24 year old lady just saying, "Some 
let me find it. Uh, I've had someone say they would rather kill me than Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> they I did said see they that. would strangle me a... with a. Yeah, they said they would strangle me with a belt if I they were in a room with me and Hitler. And like, I I believe someone said this. You know, I mean, I, I'm guessing someone said this on Twitter. I think yeah. that in general, like I've listened to enough minion death cult to know that when someone's bringing up Hitler, they are a relatively unhinged person. Well, let me say this. Let me, let me, let me bring this up here real quick. Just a, a, in response to this piece. Uh, I mean, I would rather kill somebody that personally wronged me than Hitler because Hitler's already dead. Like he doesn't have to be killed. He's he's been killed already. He's done. So yeah, uh, that's just personal. Agreed. For me. But even <laughs> yeah, but but in this situation, it isn't even someone that personally wronged you. It's just someone who has an ideological opposition to you. But yes, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I think they fail to account for the fact that Hitler is dead. You know. Yeah, this is a tweet. I and, mean, and if, that, like yeah, that piece right there is is 100% a tweet and and this is all personal anecdotal stuff of people saying mean things to somebody i uh, except for the assault part yeah. which i i believe that i mean every, uh, yeah. like you said like trans people are capable of all of the same things that cis people are and that every they're capable of all of the same things as humans I guess it's <laughs> yeah. because they're they're humans, <laughs> and and it, and it sucks because it's like we all have to t like talk about it so carefully to universally say that this is a problem and this is bad. Like the way the article's worded is to make you know one trans girl and two cis men tiptoe around condemning assault. You know, it's uh, it, it's really it, it's a batshit article, and sometimes the uh. The wording is really funny, and sometimes it's actually like, "Oh, damn! I see what you did there." But well, um, it's also—I I mean, I will say this—that like it is also a matter of like, I—I I don't know what, I don't know how widespread the problem of people saying, I don't know how widespread this sort of thing could could possibly be where it's like if you're like not attracted to a person uh i i don't know if that's like that's not like a problematic behavior <laughs> to me but like yeah and i think it's more about making pronouncements about that sort of thing yeah which is like a shitty behavior and it would be a shitty behavior if anybody did that if i just went on the fucking internet and said, I don't find this particular person attractive <laughs> or, or like this, this type of person attractive. Like, I just think that's a shitty mean thing to do too. And, and you know, I would hope yeah. people don't want to be sorry. shitty and mean. I think, I think a lot of this well, reads the same so, way too. I, I do. I do think that a lot of this seems like 
they are out loud being assholes and then they only tell the part where like someone said something aggressive after arguing with them for probably 30 minutes while they were being a piece of shit. Yeah. Also, they're, they're, they're happy to um, cite tweets. Like they have screen grabs of tweets when they want them, when it's just random on hint, maybe not even on hinge when it's like, when it's people on Twitter that are proving their point, they have the screen caps. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when it's trying to say, like, this person threatened me, they don't provide any of the receipts for that. Um, I, I, I can be long-winded, so I'm trying to be a little succinct with this. Um, they do have a study. You guys were saying that you don't know how pervasive this is. So they, they suggest that there's little data or results. It's such a petty way to do it because women are being silenced. But um, there's only one study they know of. And it is by, I might just forget her name. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing erasure right now. I'm silencing the lesbian community by forgetting this activist name, but it is by a trans exclusionary like activist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just call her just another uh, Caroline Lowbridge, Caroline Lowbridge too. <laughs> and uh, Caroline Lowbridge too is a trans, as someone that started a group called Get the L Out is like a lesbian separatist thing. I'm going to call her a turf. Uh, now, her study was based on her social media. So it was a poll of her social media, and it was, have you felt pressured into sex by a trans woman? Now, of the people that follow her social media, that's like, if I was to do you know, a poll on this street fight group about like, what do you think about Joe Biden? Or like, what do you think about bosses? Like how many that you, might be slightly skewed information. Yeah. How many of you have been kicked out of an apartment? You know, like there's going to be a high number. <laughs> how many of you, exactly. what was the, when me like, and Trevor did, me and Trevor did the episode, Brett, we were fucking talking about, I don't remember what it was. It had something to do with like mini Coopers <laughs> and two people in the chat were like, Hey, I got, busted with weed in a mini cooper and i was like that street fight w- is the only chat where two people would have the same experience of getting busted with weed in a mini cooper yeah i love those damn things <laughs> yeah it's it's like you know you you could they, they say like this may not be a greater representative but it's it's important excuse me to get the point across and also the idea that out of 80 people on a turf page, they could only get 56% is, is pretty baffling. Um, they do a couple other things where they say that a large number of women were said they had been pressured to accept the idea that a penis could be a female organ. And the mm-hmm. implication there is that it's uh, about a sexual thing, but there's no actual statement of that. It's literally just saying, hey, you were pressured to believe trans women are women. And that's just discourse. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, I got they, the they car wrong. Ter- it's, oh, sorry. It, I'm sorry. I, I got the car wrong. It's PT Cruisers. No. Oh, boo. I'm glad say, we're being I'm, scientific. Say yeah, Mini Cooper's our, rock. Yeah, two of our listeners have been busted in PT cruisers with weed. So uh, that makes a lot more sense. I was going to say, I didn't think the Brett well, content was that high enough to get that result. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, you can write a redaction, like I'll get to in a second. But um, 
Yeah, so you know, a lot of uh, a lot of real good hard science there. A lot of interviews. They interview a then they say like some trans activists are in agreement with this, and they they interview this woman that they call a trans activist, but she's a she's a she's a teacher. She's um and all of her activism and what she's known for is doing activism to keep trans women out of cis women's faces. And oh, right. she also refers to herself as an auto. She refers to herself as an auto And she says that trans women are men and they don't include those viewpoints in the, in the article. Cause that would seem, uh, you know, turfy, but it's a news story. It, it, it is unbelievable fucking thing to print in, on the BBC is government run. The BBC yeah. is NPR, which NPR is guilty of some of this shit too, where, where they'll be like, uh, well, there's two sides to the story. And one side is the craziest possible thing. And the other side is like, and, and really what this reeks of, I'll say this, what this reeks of is, it was an article written so that like Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's guests type <laughs> have something to talk about. You know, I was reading something really interesting and, and stop me if you've heard this, you know, this seems like chum for, for like the Rogan's yeah. Rogan verse. Uh, it, it, absolutely. Um, in a way, I mean, I'm no, uh, I'm no Rogan expert. Uh, I don't think I've really noticed him since news radio, but I almost <laughs> think that like, cause sometimes he likes to do a, I show both sides thing. I almost think that the, um, the logic in this is so flawed and so obvious. It's like something he would point out, talk about, and then go back to being transphobic. Uh, no, not like I, I have seen nope. Rogan. Sorry, say, I, I defer to you. I defer to you. I, I just well, let him go on the rant about uh, Ace Ventura. And I was like, wow, even he thinks that's awful. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, maybe that maybe that's true. Maybe that yeah, that's a good point. But no, like, he, he's the uh, he did a joke about how almonds not having tits to milk. So I think he would definitely be right in line with the, this theory here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, I also yeah, I listen okay. to a ton of his shit too. And yeah, this is I think you I think you're right. This is just a good thing to, for people to lean on and say like, you know, they're they're I stand with lesbians like with real lesbians, you know, that only like clam. Yeah, you know, right. that's what I'm into. That's what I'm about. It's it's that all right feminism. Absolutely. That's when that's what uh, the Freak Museum and, uh, is right. They they said none of it is a is has anything to do with feminism it's just classic paternalism like it's just like white knight yeah. type shit like this is a this is a this is disgusting this is happening in our queer community can you believe this shit i'm so mad about it you know <laughs> yeah and this is like yeah. it's, and, it and is so, crazy uh, it is crazy to have lived I, I mean as a 43 year old like who lived through like the, the gay marriage debate who was very much an adult in the gay marriage debate period of time and who grew up in you know the 80s and 90s um 
this is like really standard. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's it, this is the type of thing that they do every time people start to be the person that they are. Like it's the same kind of arguments that you were having about gay marriage where it's like, oh, if, if two yep. men can get married, then why can't a man marry a dog or, or something like that? Like <sighs> it's it. There are always these arguments that pop up around any kind of LGBTQ thing. And it's like new frontiers moving into like new frontiers of like sort of understanding people and understanding gender when there's a lot of people out yeah. there that willfully do not want to understand gender, that will not listen when you explain what being transgendered is, when you explain that gender is, is just a construct and that it, it exists on a continuum and stuff like that. When you start to try to explain that stuff to people, there are a lot of people who are just going to like, be like, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I, I, I'll, you know, like back in that, back in 2004, a lot of the arguments I would get into with people about gay marriage, they would be like, I, I don't want to hear it. I just think it's gross. And it's just like, okay, like, I think you're fucking gross. <laughs> like, you fucking eat at Oak yeah. Charlie's and shit out of fucking brick before you go lay in bed with your fucking wife, you know? Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting behavior. <laughs> Disgusting. Good fucking um, laying in so, bed with meat sweats from Oak Charlie's. <laughs> and her normative ass bullshit. Uh. So this article is incredibly long. And in fact, like I'll plug it later if it's cool with you, but I did a whole podcast with uh, my two co-hosts on this and we didn't even finish it, but there's, there's one thing that I, I couldn't, uh, we didn't even get to it on our episode cause it broke later, but they interview this porn star, Lily Cade. And she was considered a gold star lesbian porn star, porn star. And yet again, it was one of those things. She refused to do a scene with a post-op trans woman. And she even said she had gotten like, criticism from a radical sect of the internet. Or whatever. It was a pretty benign part of this article. Right. Until about a week later, when it came out that there had been multiple sexual assault allegations. I, I believe multiple. Um, I'm pretty sure multiple. Uh, you can Google Lily Kate. It, it's all over now. Um, yeah, there have been multiple accusations of her assaulting other cis lesbian women. And they didn't find that relevant to mention, nor did they do their background research on it. There's another trans porn star who has said that she did interview with them. This is just on Twitter. I don't know her name right off the top of my head. And said she mentioned a Lily Kate thing. That could, could be true or not. But they literally didn't bother to just like do a, you know in-depth background search on this person that they were using for the article who is the only rapist in the entire article. Um, yeah. <laughs> everything else, like, and, um, oh, also there's one argument between two, they cite a, a, a lesbian cis couple that got into a fight because one of them wanted to have a threesome with a trans woman and the other didn't, and then they broke up shortly after. They don't even say it was because of the, uh, of the argument. And it's like some poor trans girl got spared a terrible threesome, but had <laughs> nothing to do with pressuring anyone. So, but, so, but anyway, um, 
Lily Cade did not take this new attention well and completely broke down or showed her true colors, whichever, and wrote a, a manifesto that it does call for the genocide of all trans people, yeah. but also all the allies. It also calls for um, like things I don't even think want to mention on the air, but she talks about things like shadow demons and talks about how smartphones are uh, ruining us all. It's actually, if you can stomach like an incredible amount of insane hatred, uh, the Lily Cade manifesto is, I think it's in Newsweek right now, and it it's just this whole thing is so fucking baffling. Like, not I. England is there's huge trans issues going on in England. I cannot speak of them. I am not like a capital T trans woman. I'm really undereducated on a lot of these things. I think. Um, shout out to Lucian. Lucian probably knows a lot about what's going on. I got to ask them. But these aren't the biggest. You know, this isn't the biggest issues going on. It's just absolutely just just terrible journalism and that almost made it less hurtful to pick apart <laughs> well yeah I, i'm gonna look at the lily cade manifesto because i have an insane stomach for uh uh hateful stuff of course everybody knows that about me but uh uh i saw the i read just as you were saying that i i looked up and I read some quotes from it, and it is pretty fucking violent. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know why somebody. I mean, what a, it's very violent. Like, I, I don't know how to respond to it. I'm just saying, like, Jesus Christ, it is. It's so bullshit out. I, you know, I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't sound trivializing, but. This stuff pisses me off yeah. so much. This is oh bullshit. yeah, I it's mean, a news I think article by the BBC. Yeah, know? and they're just in their pandering, and it's like, oh, some people are hateful. Um, we should give them, we should, uh, we should play into that. You know, we should put together this bullshit, and they should be held accountable for this. I mean, there is so many fucking holes in it. To anybody that has a shred oh. of integrity, and all that they did, all that they did, it was remove the Lily Cade section and put a small, like, bold paragraph at the end of the article after everybody's done reading. Underneath the bat boy that Lily Cade made some comments. Right. Yeah, <laughs> underneath the ads, like, we all, we all go to the very end of the article and look underneath the ads for any possible little, like, hidden cuts. It's like at the end of a Marvel movie or some shit. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta see. There's some but, uh, fruit in the Amazon that will shrink shrink your belly fat. <laughs> you gotta click on Lotus those articles pod, <laughs> under the Lotus Pod titty ads. Remember the Lotus Pod titty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That thing was scary as hell, though. That's no bullshit. The Lotus Pod titty was one of the scariest things I ever saw in my life. <laughs> well, plug your I do podcast. not. I, I'm gonna have to check that out. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, before it's scary. I go, so, um, let me explain the Lotus Pod titty to you first. Uh, there Please was a viral that post. There was a viral post going around Facebook for uh, like like probably eight years or five or six years ago at least about a, a girl who went and got a bra and it had some kind of animals, uh, some kind of bug inside of the bra, and when she put it on, 
it laid eggs. And what the person had done was like photoshopped a lotus pod where the nipple on a titty would be. And you would just see it all the time. And it looked like the scariest fucking thing in the world. It was so disturbing looking until somebody explained it was a lotus pod. And I was like, oh, God, that was scary. Yeah, it's a big trypophobia trigger. It was bad. Yeah, I, I got to say that, that that Buckeye thing is kind of more terrifying. I just Googled this, too. I'm looking at all kinds of cool images tonight because of this this podcast. <laughs> but uh, damn, now, the more you know. But yeah, yeah that uh, I got a podcast. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I got a podcast. podcast. It's, sorry. It's called <laughs> Dimes, D-I-M-E-S. It's uh, it's me, my friend Molly, who's another trans woman, and my friend Lewis, who's a trans dude. And uh, we're not really like capital T super serious trans people, but we did delve into this because no one else had yet. And uh, we're just kind of we're just kind of figuring it out. This might not be the best way to sell it, but uh, I feel like in in media and trans representation at Fever, just like uh, like fat shit, weird Twitter, uh, Instagram stuff, or like very serious things. And it's either about how beautiful and amazing trans existence is or how horrible we suffer. And it's like, it's kind of in the middle. And uh, yeah, if you want to hear three debatably hot, definitely funny trans people talk shit and um, sometimes touch on important topics, we're all anarchists. yeah, it's it's dimes. If you search it on Apple Podcasts, it should be the first thing. And um, I'm gonna pull up. I make sure I got my Twitter right. Sorry, I'm not very prepared. I was like distracted by this uh, Lotus thing. It's freak. It freaks me out to look at. I have it up now too, and I'm every picture on the image search is. I might have this trypophobia, but probably is not a real thing because oof. That's scary looking. Oh. Yeah, it, it's a, oh man. Yeah, they, I just saw it being a thing. I saw like six different ads using that image. But um, you ever anyway, seen the, the uh, you ever seen like those frog- Go ahead. Sorry. No, you first. No, I'm just going to, those frogs that have those holes in their backs that like their babies come out of? No, I don't want to see that. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's a good test. Okay, but yeah, yeah, Dimes podcast on uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever. It's the one with the uh, trans flag color Punisher skull with anime eyes. And um, we're uh, at Dimes podcast on Twitter. So yeah, check us out. Um, we could use the support. And uh, I love you guys so much. Thanks for providing me with all this parasocial entertainment and um, actually being my friends. Yeah, we'll see you in New York when we get out there. We will we will really make a uh well I really want to go. So, we will see you. Okay. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, have a good one. Love y'all. Bye. Yeah. Peace. It's a good podcast too. I like it. Um I listen to them. It's still new, so it's still very sloppy and loosey-goosey. Um but they say some shit on there that makes me blush. Um it's pretty good like reckless um uh boundary pushing uh stuff i i think it's a good con- i think it's a good show I, nice. i'd like to see w- where they're at a year from now yeah yeah sweet all right, all right. oh man it's late we did some long calls all right uh next call thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight 
Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Charlie from Jackson, Michigan. How y'all doing? Great. Doing How great. are you, Charlie? Hey, I'm sick of dog shit, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, actually I was the one, uh, well, one of them that got the weed charge in the PT cruiser. So, okay. Oh, <laughs> our demographic cruiser yeah. weed charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were just fucking kids. We, you know what I mean? Like, uh, my, my fucking friend had just got his license. And like, Oh, we got to get, let's go get like two grams of weed. <laughs> So we just packed a car full of fucking kids and got pulled over right as we're like a block away. Just stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, what's going on tonight? But it, what's up? Oh, not much. I just want to keep it brief. I got a street flight Halloween story from uh, last week. I figured y'all might appreciate. Yeah. We love it. So I got a play a house show. Uh, my close friends and we were all getting pretty gnarly, pretty, pretty messed up. And one of my friends was like, Oh dude, let's go fuck up my car. Cause you just got a new car. So we're out there <laughs> and, uh, stomping on the car. Then my drunk ass just kicks a fucking huge ass. Oh, uh, you know, kicks the back window in <laughs> right up my leg and shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a fucking fun. I mean, I was wearing fucking flip flops. I went as uh, Jesus and Adidas, so I had like robes, just like a white robe, crown of thorns, fake blood, fucking flip flops. Kicked the fucking window in with some flip flops and just shredded my shit up. Uh, it's badass. But, you know, though. worth it. I get. Oh fuck yeah, it was. I ended up for, for the the worst of it was in my hand somehow. I don't even know how that happened. But uh, I ended up having to get five stitches. But before I went to the hospital, I just fucking, you know, killed the set and <laughs> pulled a like quarter inch piece of glass out of my knee. Just, uh, <clears throat> you know, one of those kind of nights. That's, you were was, like cr- christening the car or something? Was it new? Was it a new car? No, 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 no. This was an old car. It was, all, it was scrap. He had just got the new car. So, you know, ah, things happen. You offer, offer, up the, offer up the old one. Lucky it didn't get, like, set on fire or nothing. After I kicked the fucking glass in, they uh, were like, all right, we maybe need to stop doing this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Too much fun, gang. That's awesome, though. I would yeah. love to break a car. I've, I've smashed some stuff in my life, but I would love to, like, have a fully 100% legal smash sesh, you know? Rage room. You strike me as a kind of kind of guy who smashed some cars. That surprises me. I really recommend it. It's like something takes over you. You just get animalistic about it. <laughs> I remember when uh, there was a this one of my friends drove us out to a party when we were younger, and she locked her keys in the car. And uh, she was like, "We were like, fuck! Now we have to call our parents." She's like, "No fucking way! We're breaking the window. I'll just tell my parents that somebody broke the window." So somebody <laughs> wrapped a towel over their hand and just smashed the fucking window, and and everybody cheered when it <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> That's genius, though. That's a great way to to get away with it. Oh, so I got in the car this morning. Gwen had been out driving. I got in the car, and the seatbelt was still plugged in you know oh thing i I came in and i looked at her and i was like oh but she said she was gonna tell us 
because she wanted to feel rebellious and drive without a seatbelt and didn't like it. And I was just like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I probably, I smashed, you know what I smashed? I'm going to tell the caller what I smashed, Brett. Uh, the skee-ball machines at a Chuck E. Cheese. I got to smash the <laughs> skee-ball machines at a Chuck E. Cheese. What did what that skee-ball machine do to you? Nothing. They were getting new ones, and they can't, like, give anything to, like, charity or anybody, so they have to destroy them. Uh, so That's great. There's no, there's no skee-ball charities? No, I mean, I would have taken a ski ball lane. I would, I think if <laughs> I had a ski ball lane in my house, my life would be completely different now. Like, I, I just, I, yeah, that's I, like, so I, that's like having like a bowling thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love ski ball. I'm really good at ski ball. So, uh, yeah. I would love to, but, uh, well, congratulations on smashing a car. Like the bad dudes is it bad dudes. The game <laughs> yeah. where you smash the car. <laughs> I fucking fighter also. Oh, bad dudes was yeah, my street favorite fighter game for growing sure. up. Yeah. Cause I was a bad dude kind of guy. So, well, thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. Yeah. Glad Have it worked. Night. What's the band? What's the band? What band? He said he did the a band? set at a house. Show. Yeah, did you do a oh, set at a band? house show? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah. Sorry, fucking uh, my band is Alcoholic Dad, and, uh, <laughs> and it's just me. <laughs> but <laughs> so uh, look us up on Bandcamp. Uh, look me up on Bandcamp. Just Alcoholic Dads. I'll be dropping something sooner or later. Cool ass DIY fun shit. You know the deal. Love Sweet. it. Well, thanks. Thank you for calling. I think we have to give the show to him now. I think he yeah. just. Did it. Dad. He lives it better than we do. He's a bad dude. Straight up bad, bad dude. Dudes. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. We're talking to you tonight. Hi, yes. It's Grayson from Orange County, California. I normally go by Fixer Punk in the chat. Um, it's been a while, long while since I called, so I thought I'd just quickly um, check in with the show. How's, How's it going, going, Grayson? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I'm going to, since it sounds like you guys have had a lot of calls, probably have a lot of people in the queue, I'm just going to quickly give you this one funny story that um, I've been waiting for the right opportunity to tell it, but it's one of those um, military recruiter um, stories. So I didn't go to conventional high school, so I didn't have those types of uh, experiences in the school context. Um, I okay. actually um, tested out of high school early at age 15. Damn, um, and Smart. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it, it, because I, I was actually, I actually paid attention to a set of notices that the school is required to give you. I was in an online school and then in a homeschool program. And they send out a notice that in California, you have the opportunity to take a test where you'll be given the legal equivalent by statute of a high school diploma if you pass this test. Um, at the Department of Education. Um, and I saw that and I was like, I want to go to college early. Um, let, me, let me go and take that test. Um, and I took it and I wound up passing it, um, which obviously I was very happy about. Um, allowed me to pick up some time. I kind of lost some time in my life, not advancing in things as quickly as I wanted to, but, um, but it was, it's great that I, that I had that opportunity um, to be able to do that. But that aside, um, 
this is a real, this is going to be a really, really weird story. So I was outside of like waiting outside of like a UPS store type place. Um, and uh, the trash can was behind the, was behind the counter. And I had just like sneezed into, I think I walked outside to like sneeze into a tissue. Um, and um, the trash can, I didn't, they didn't see one inside the store because it's probably behind the counter. Um, but there was one all the way down at the end of this strip mall. Uh, it's in the strip mall. I don't know, like, like you see like five shops there and the, the store at the very end, um, uh, where the trash can was in front of was an army recruiting center. Uh, and I think it was the army may have been another branch. I'm not sure. But what happened was I just walked over there. The trash can was overfilled. So I was a little bit hesitant to put another piece of trash into an overfilled um, trash can for some reason. So I seemed to, I just kind of hesitated a little bit because I was trying to see is there another trash can around here that's not overfilled. Mm -hmm. um, and I, uh, and then just I was about to throw my tissue into this trash can, a recruiter walks out and he's like, Oh, oh, hi. Um, well, what are you doing here today? Something really weird like that. How, how are you doing today? And I was like, oh, fine. Um, okay, so uh, what are you... Uh, he was asking me, like, why are you here? What are you looking for? I said, uh, well, I'm just here to throw this into the trash can. And he's like, we have a trash can inside here. Come in. And I, and I said, uh, no, thank you. I just dropped it into the overstuffed trash can. So, <laughs> I like that. that I like, like the a, moxie. That you have there and i also am like really i i gotta say you know i, I i'm also liking the recruiter in this story in a way because that's like like a real tenuous kind of uh uh thing you like you see somebody throwing something away and they're like well i'm just throwing something away and you're like hey man we got better trash cans inside no <laughs> like nothing no, they're all pieces of shit every single one of them is the biggest piece of shit like there's nothing to like. They are the most wicked and evil people of them all. I mean, they they are just liars and thieves and crooks. Nothing to like about them. Okay, yeah, true. Sorry. I mean, that is a good point. That is. A I good mean, point. that's what they do with everybody. I mean, I had a dog one time, and they came and talked to me like, "Your dog's so cool. All oh, do you want to join the fucking army?" It's like, no, I just met your ass. Yeah, yeah. Now you see him like re liking random posts of people on social media. You see that that kind of stuff going on. Like you'll look at like Instagrams of local gyms, and you'll find the recruiter from yep. uh, from one of the branches of the military putting a comment or a like on there. Um, yeah. So that was that, that was all I really called in to go let you guys want. Is it okay if I um, give my uh, social media and my um, podcast information? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So um, pretty much everything is at fixerpunk.com, F-I-X-E-R-P-U-N-K.com. Um, Fixerpunk is also my name on both Instagram and TikTok. I've been putting a lot more effort over into TikTok, so if you're on there, follow at Fixerpunk there. Um, Twitter is at Grayson Nation. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, you thanks for Peace. calling, buddy. I'm polite young man. All right. All right. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to... Uh, to to burst your bubble there brian my bubble's perfectly fine i just I, uh, it's just like my... that's that's like someone should flash a gold tooth we got plenty of good trash cans inside you know like yeah. it feels like the devil is talking to you it's like a salesman sort yeah, of thing it is you know that's what they're doing they're trying yeah. to get a fucking water bottle they're trying to get a hydro flask if they get six people to sign over their lives to the government yeah 
the heat kicked on in my house. Mine did too. The room I'm in is really small. I'm sweating my nuts off. So, uh, cool. Let's get this. Let's we got a couple this. more, and then we're done. We got a couple more. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, hey, Brett Bryant. Am I talking to you? You yes, are. Yes, you are. Um, I I had a story I'm going to tell. I'll tell it another week. But I just want to say, uh, trans rights rock, and you guys rock. Thanks. We try. We roll too, though, as well. Just we're fifty-fifty rocking and well, rolling. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a, have a good night. You too. We you too. we have we have time, but it's fine. I get it. I'll I'll answer you first. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put an answer first on your name here. So we'll get your story next time. I appreciate you making sure we can get out of out of work before we have to do overtime. Yeah, I just texted Gwen. Uh, I'm sweating my nuts off in here, so hopefully she fixes this situation. You think she'll know what to do with that information? Yeah, she was texting me. You can close the vent, and I'm like, not from in here. I can't. You can't close the vent from in here. Okay. I don't know. You can close a vent, dude. I'm a dad. Yeah, the kids kids will hit you with some real basic stuff that is just kind of offensive, you know. That the, I honestly you, can't believe she could hear me complaining. They think you're really stupid, and uh, in fact, they are super stupid. Thank you, thank you for saying that because that is totally fucking true. They will okay. hit you with a like, um, well, didn't you know this? And you're like, motherfucker, yeah, I know everything you know and more. Like, why didn't you take the trash out on time? Yeah. Uh, I have a million other things going on. Why didn't you fucking make your own food today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I taught you, I know everything you know, okay? Right. So you come to me saying, you know, have you ever heard of this? It's like, I have. I, I think, did. Think about, think about how, how dumb you think I am. I'm your goddamn teacher. So what do you think you are? <laughs> You're a sliver of my stupidity. You're a splinter of my stupidity you you don't know shit that's a good point too brett that is it is kind of like uh that i mean is, everything you know comes from a knowledge base created by me <laughs> yeah you you chose the wrong teacher sorry <laughs> if you're so smart you should have defected to another smarter family you shouldn't have stuck with us you should have known the, the smart move so don't talk to me about being brilliant and shit if you lived in the dispossessed, you would have definitely moved on to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you had the chance on the island, I just would have stayed. Stay with your aunt and uncle that that like have their shit together and aren't like stressing all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be a better place for you is with your aunt and <laughs> uncle, I think. <laughs> all right. That's a good way to, to go all in on them. Well, how about you live somewhere else? I'll sign the papers. <laughs> my stepmom did that once uh, okay she was pissed off at me for something and i was like i'm gonna call child abuse uh which i thought was just a number you called and she right. threw the phone book at me and said go ahead and fucking do it and i was like uh no i'm not gonna do it but yeah I was yelling that because i thought it would get me out of trouble not gonna work apologize to me <laughs> not gonna happen all right last call all right We'll be done in time. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. I'm the last call this time. It's Zuleika again. <clears throat> What's up? Who is Who? it? Hello. 
Zaleha, I'm the one who called uh, last week, I think, with the crazy boss who wouldn't pay me and told me to lie to clients and all that. Yes. Zaleha, yeah, I remember. Well, what's up? What's going on this week? Well, I just have a super short anecdote that in, mashallah, I got paid today. Oh, all right. right. Good news. Good news. That's the secret. You got your paycheck. You were, you were the contractor situation where they were like, you went yeah, to I was, HR and you were like, hey, uh, I haven't got my paycheck. And they're like, sometimes you just don't get your paycheck. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that was, that was me. I, uh, I put the vibes out in the universe with you guys and I just wanted to thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for keeping up. Thanks for updating us. I love getting updates. So I appreciate it. It's great yeah. news. I'm going to yell. Excelsior. Yes, it is. Thanks again. And You're going to make these fuckers <laughs> pay with like vandalism too. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go fucking handle Well, I'm going to start you like know. a social media smear campaign with my quote unquote union. It's not a real union because we're all contractors, but it, we don't have to do that right now, but I might later anyway, because I fucking hate these people. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Bat, drag their name through the mud on Glassdoor. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to wallow in my $3,000. Fuck yeah, go for it. Well, thanks for calling in. It, it's good to hear. Yes, thank you. Have a great night. Congratulations. All right, Brett. That's uh, it. We did it. We did the call-in show. I'm going to go turn the heat off now. Yep. Uh, Dry your nuts off. My daughter heard me complaining. I mean, I don't like the idea that they're listening, you know, but uh, my kid is listening to the whole show. No, my kid is watching YouTube, but she can definitely hear the, the ranting and ravings of her madman father. That's true. Mine too. All right. Well, we they need to know the you. truth about us. We will see you Wednesday at, I don't know, 6, 6.30, 6 6.45. We, we don't really know yet. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to go to a dying fetus concert. Uh, so the earlier the better. I want to start at like six, if we can. All right. Well, trying to see the openers. Okay. Well, that is the show. I will see. We'll see you Wednesday. Peace. We're Street Fight. Peace. Peace.